Great to be worshiping with you. This unbelievable weather. It's been fantastic being able to rally these last couple of days. Compassion Day was just an awesome time of rallying the 850 plus people here and, and uh, being able to send out. We had a great time doing that. Uh, my wife and I were a part of the Amplify group, so we went out with the young adult singles and, and uh, worked with them. And uh, just a, a great morning of being able to work in different facets and ways. And, and uh, strangely, um, Mark Schuler and his son Josh and myself ended up building a fire to burn all the leaves and twigs. If you remember two weeks ago, I made it perfectly clear, I do not build fires. So, <laughs> so we sat down to it, Mark and I, we had all the, I mean, we collected all the sticks up so that the lawn work would all go well. And I mean, it was big, man. We had a huge stack, so we had to separate it out into like three stacks and we got this little cardboard pieces and we rolled up tissue and we were lighting things in and, and then we got the gasoline and we poured it on. <laughs> And it worked perfectly. And we're like, do you see what we have built? And then they took the picture when it was just smoldering ashes, so we look like morons. <laughs> we're like fanning this thing up, and there's nothing there. And we're like, I'm serious. It was looking good, man, you know? Anyway, we had a great time. That was one of our jobs. And then after that, painting a ton of walls inside and getting a bunch of things cleaned up uh, for Camp of Champions. That was our thing. But uh, loved what God did across this community as we all rallied together. And all of God's people said, amen. Man, if you missed out, uh, mark your calendars, first Saturday in May every year, all right? And uh, we'll see you there next year. And uh, that said, hey, we are in a series, a series called In Living Color. And we're walking through what it means and what it looks like to, uh, to get fired up about Jesus Christ, to live a vibrant life in Christ. We've been walking through what this means. We started Easter Sunday, right? We celebrated with a huge deal. He is risen. There is life in him. He is resurrected from the dead. He brings hope. And we trust in Jesus Christ for that. He is risen. Everybody just say, he is risen. He is risen. So how do we live that vibrantly then? Like, so, so what? And, and what does that do to change our lives daily and that's what we're looking at, especially today as we go into this in living color, we're talking about a splash of new life. Just kind of staying with that painting theme, a splash of new life. And uh, what does it mean to celebrate the new life we have in him? Turn with me, if you will, to Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Romans 6, starting in verse 1. We're going to look at what it is to have new life in him. It says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. Right? By no means. So the first point here, do not continue in sin. Do not continue in sin. Right? It starts out, what shall we say then? Why is he saying that? Well, if you look at the uh, verse right before it, it says, so that as sin reigned in death, right? So sin had its reign causing physical death, and grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That grace can now reign. Grace gets to trump sin. Grace gets to bring in life where there was death, like sin done, victory over. And they're like, it's awesome how grace covers this. And there were actually people that began to speak against Paul's teaching and said, really? Really, it's just fixed by grace. Well, then why don't you just keep on sinning? 
That way every time you sin, his grace can cover it and you're letting grace cover it all the more. Right? Can you imagine that sort of tongue-in-cheek slam back? If that's all it takes, then why don't you just keep making it bad and let him keep making it good? That way grace will really abound. And Paul caught wind of that kind of argument and he's like, so what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And the answer is, uh, by no means, right? The answer is what? Like, no way. Like, no, that's not the point. No, that's not where we're headed. By no means. And uh, he says, how can we who died to sin still live in it? How can we who died to sin still live in it? Man, if we trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, if we lean on him, and we understand that our sin is paid for, we have died to that sin, and we are now to live in him. How could we live in that sin? Maybe another way to say it. And think of the cost to Christ. Don't go back and repeat sin. Think of what it cost for Christ to cover it. As the nails pierced his flesh, as his blood poured out to cover my bad attitude, my wrong thinking. And make sure we understand the cost. Think of the cost. Think of the freedom like he didn't die just to pay for a sin, but leave us trapped in it. He's there to bring us victory and freedom. And he's like, man, don't just sit there living in the past. Forget about that sin that's so easily entangled. And it's time to experience forgiveness. It's time to celebrate that Christ covered it. It's time to see that there is freedom. And how can we who died to sin still live in it. I just wrote this down this week. And let's not simply celebrate the purchase. Let's celebrate the possession. Let's not celebrate just the purchase. Like, it's great that God ends up covering over, that Christ on the cross heals and covers what we have, but it's not just the purchase. Now that he's purchased that, let's celebrate the possession. Let's live it richly and fully. Let's run after it. So for all those who are saying, really? Just grace, that's it. That's all it takes. Well, then why don't you just keep on sinning and then let grace cover it? He's like, because. Because there is freedom, because there is life, because there is joy, because there is celebration, because he bought with purpose. And I'm going to live it. That's why. He's like, let's make sure that we had the right direction on this. He says right after it, do you, not, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? He's like, we have died to sin. And some might have been like, I don't know what you mean, I'm still alive. Like, I didn't die to sin. What, what are you talking about? And he's like, let me make this clear. While you breathe a breath, if you have trusted in Christ... Man, you have been baptized into Christ Jesus and into his death. Man, to be baptized into Christ Jesus and into his death, that's where salvation is. Like, what does this even mean? Right? And some will say, well, I think this is like when you, you, know, you go over and you get in the baptismal, you get wet. And the problem with that is, that would then say that until you get wet saying, I'm, I'm standing with him, that until then, there's no salvation. 
There's no moment of experiencing Him with you. There's no uh, forgiveness of sins. There's no anything until wet. But that's not what Scripture says. Scripture actually shows an example where they believed in Him, they're saved, and then they took their stand with the water baptism, where they're like, that already happened and I praise God for it. This is the symbol, the declaration of what already has gone on. So this baptism, this is more of the Holy Spirit coming in, God taking hold of, life being changed, world rocked. The one-time Holy Spirit entering into my life, baptism that comes when I say, I believe that you are risen from the dead. And I confess, you're in charge, saved. Holy Spirit takes up residence, baptized into Christ's death. Praise be to God. Men, we have died to sin if we trust that Jesus Christ is God Almighty, that he has died on the cross and risen again. And we ask knowingly, willingly, you're in charge. Will you take over? Man, that's saved. And we are dying into that death. And praise God, as we're going to see in just a little bit here, also rising into that life. And it's really important that we grasp that there is hope in Jesus Christ. And grace has power. That Christ unleashes into your life an amazing moment of forgiveness and healing that God might get the glory. Man, it is so not just about the purchase. It's about the possession, right? It's not just, did I get saved? It's, am I living that to the max? Freedom in Jesus Christ. You know, there was a, a number of years back, I was in grade school. Uh, I used to get on my bike and I would ride down to the local hardware store. And uh, there was no online shopping back then. There was no Amazon. There wasn't any get it in two days, right? So I got on my bike and I rode over to the hardware store to look at baseball bats. Baseball season was coming up and I was dreaming about getting ready for that. And, and uh, I was looking at the different bats and, and there was this awesome light green aluminum kind of shortish, because I was short, bat. And it had this perfect grip on it so you could hold it tight. And man, it was awesome. It would be phenomenal for that summer. I used to come over there and every day I would just pick it up and I would imagine swinging through and being able to catch the ball. I was picturing what it would be like to bring that to the games that we played. We had these summer leagues that were going on in our community. And uh, each of us joined in, and then they got picked onto teams, and you could bring your bat. You always brought your mitt. They gave you a t-shirt to play in for whatever team you were a part of. And I'm like, this will be it. I, I probably went there, honestly, I have no idea how many times, probably, it was over the course of three, four, five weeks, so I probably went 25, 30 times, where I walked in, and I picked up that bat, and I just dreamed of what that would be. And as we got closer and closer to baseball season, I remember talking to my dad one night. I honestly don't even remember how I broached the topic. I was completely panicked about bringing it up because if he said no, my dream is done. And I, I'm like, there's this bat and, and it's unbelievable and it's not that expensive and I would love to, and he's like, let's go take a look at it. And I was like, what? 
And he's like, seriously, let's go look at it. So we got in the car, which was nicer than riding the bike over there because it's like a mile and a half away. So we got in the car. You got to imagine, man, little second grader legs pedaling a mile and a half one way uphill and then the other way back home like 25, 30 times. Get in the car with my dad. We get over there. We walk in and I go over and that bat is still there. And I pick it up and I'm like, look at this thing, dad. And he's like, okay, but it's got to be right length, it's got to be right height, it's got to be right weight. And so we're walking through all those different pieces of it, and he's making sure it's a good fit, right? And uh, the owner of the store came over, and uh, he said, I kind of wondered when you'd show up. (laughs) So I don't know if you know how many times your boy's been over here holding that bat. And uh, he said, "Uh, no, I didn't until yesterday. And he said, well, I'm telling you. There is nothing in this store that means as much to that boy as that bat. And then he walked away. That guy's a good salesman, right? (laughs) And uh, my dad ended up saying, well, let's try it out and let's show me you can swing it through. Let's make a little space. And And he's like, it works. It fits. Let's do this. He went and bought the bat for me. It's kind of a rare moment, right? And I end up being able to walk out with that bat and I'm holding it. I'm telling you, I still remember the feeling as I'm walking out. And of course, as we're walking out, my dad doesn't carry it himself, right? He's not like, well, I'll pay for it. I'll carry it, right? Like it's, he's like, your bat, hands it over. And I'm walking out of the store holding this bat that I've dreamed of for like weeks on end. This is amazing. And the next day, what do you think I did? I guarantee you, I did not go back to that store and stand there looking at the rack, dreaming of that feeling and being able to take the bat out again. I have the bat. It is time to go to the park, man. Let's start playing some baseball. Let's start living it out. Man, that's exactly what Paul is saying here. You have been saved. You have been freed from sin. You have been released. Live it, man. Don't go back. Don't wait till Easter next year and try to recreate the feeling of walking out with the bat the first time. You are saved. Live it. Amen, man. Hope. Hope in Jesus Christ. Life in Jesus Christ. He's like, please hear me. What should we do? Just continue in sin? You got to be kidding me. Live it with all you've got. So simply put, how are you doing at living the freedom that he's given you? How are you doing at celebrating setting sin down? How are you doing at not continuing in what it used to be, but running after the new in Jesus Christ? Man, if we're going to celebrate new life, we're going to have to be experts at learning to do that. Right? And now number two. Walk. Walk in newness of life. Walk in newness of life. It says here, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. When we commit by faith, there is regeneration. There is an application. There is justification, right? We talked about this years ago when we walked through Romans, the Gospel Deep series, and a little bit of a throwback. We'll remind for some of you and give you the wording for those who are newer here, but justification, 
It's when God comes and stands over you and he says, this one I declare righteous. Let that settle for a moment. But I'm not righteous. What's going on? And he said, this one I declare righteous. It's a legal move. As he's declaring you now sin covered. And the angels looking on are like, what am I missing? And he's like, hang on. Because now what I have declared over them, I will begin to do in them. And you watch me shape and change one day at a time. Hear me. Your God is not shocked by your sin. He's not shocked by your sin. It's part of the plan. Right? And every one of us, we'd be like, I like this plan better. This one is righteous. Boom. And we're perfect. Right? Wouldn't that be about, like, let's walk around perfect for the rest of our life here. And God's like, I'm doing something else. Hang on. You're coming on a journey with me where the sin is going to be less and less and less. And the victory is going to be more and more and more. One degree at a time. That's God's plan, man. And as he declares you are righteous, he begins to do it one step at a time as you're conformed to the image of Christ. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. Praise God. He puts that sin in its place. It says, in order that, in order that, everybody grasp, that means purpose statement. In order that, everybody say purpose statement. Look for those words like so that or in order that. Those are big deals, all right? And uh, why were we buried with him by baptism into death? It says, just as Christ was raised from the dead, just as Christ was raised from the dead, let that settle now, just as, not sort of close to, just as Christ was raised from the dead. Man, we have a moment where the thunderous world-altering event of Jesus Christ rising from the dead, the moment where the power of God unleashes into Jesus Christ and he ends up breathing again, this moment where the God-man who has breathed his last on Friday ends up going three days in the tomb and all of a sudden God the Father says, it's time. And as he breathes into him, as Christ's body leaps with life and power, as a glorification occurs to that body that we still can barely understand, as this thunderous moment happens, can you imagine how the angels unleashed in celebration? Victory! Victory! Life! Hope! And that's what's being declared. And as Jesus Christ breathes, that tomb is rolled open. He comes out. The angels end up stating and celebrating. He walks among the living. He is our hope. And as Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, so we can experience life. For real. We can experience what Christ walked through as we move from dead to alive. 
self to living for Christ. Sin in us, ravaging us, and it's all we've got is me to sin is there lesser and lesser and lesser as God is doing a change. Life. Man, we can have hope as God is reversing what Adam and Eve experienced. They went from perfection to sin and more and more of it. We are moving from sin back to perfection because of God's work in our life. Don't miss it. One degree at a time. And God is not surprised with the presence of your sin. He grasps it and he's working with it along the way. It says, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that, purpose statement, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Let that settle. If you want to wrestle through what was going on on Easter Sunday and how this thing unleashed by the glory of the Father, the glory of the Father pouring into the Son to bring the glory of the Son up. This is a Father-Son moment where God does an amazing work by the glory of the Father as he unleashed his glory into that moment. It says we too might walk in newness of life. That we too might walk in newness of life. Everybody say newness. Not that we too might walk just like we used to walk. Freed to be able to experience something different. That we too might walk in newness of life. And uh, Newness. Please hear me. Not perfectness. Everybody get that? Like it's sin beginning to be reduced not sin gone. Right? Super important we get that. It's really important we understand the hope and the promise, newness. It's not perfectness, but it is change. It's really sin no longer having that grip, that power, that authority in your life. And the journey has begun where God is beginning to shape you and head you towards eternity. I'll just say it this way. Enjoy that journey. Live it, celebrate it, moment by moment. Sometimes there may be a backfall, a moment where you're like, what am I thinking, why did I do? Just know this, covered. Hope in him, that we can move forward with him, that we can take what we are and say, God, you're making a change and I know you've got this. I'm handing this to you. I am your child. Do a work in my life. Enjoy it. Live it. And make sure you're not just looking in. Make sure you're looking up. Make sure you're celebrating your God with all you've got along the way. You know, I started thinking about it this week, and I, the best way I could relate this is picture a bowling alley. Have you ever gone to a bowling alley to bowl? And... Uh, you see the two gutters on the sides, right? Like when I used to bowl as a grade schooler, there was no such thing as those gutter guards, you know? Those things are awesome, right? Those are the same thing as everybody gets a trophy. I don't know if you, I don't know, if you know that. <laughs> no matter how you throw it, it's gonna hit the pins, right? And uh, no, 
when we were in second grade, they were like, well, then throw it right if you wanted to hit the pins, right? And so you had to learn how to keep it in the lanes. Those gutters are everything. And I'm just telling you, there's two gutters in this passage. And the one gutter is, well, I'm just going to keep sinning no matter what and let grace be grace and let Christ and his death on the cross be whatever. I'm just going to keep going after sin and self. And grace can be poured onto that. And uh, he says, really, don't live that way. By no means, right? What's his answer? By no means. Say it bigger, say it louder. What's his answer? Dude, that's a gutter. And stay out of it. And no, it's not acceptable to just say, I'm just going to keep on sinning. However, I'm just going to live for self. And who cares? And not that. And the gutter on the other side? Well, now I have to be absolutely perfect. Not one mistake. Nothing. I've got to keep this together now. It's on me. He's bought, and now I've got to maintain. Everybody say, not that. Dude, that's a gutter on the other side. And so one is I'm not trying at all, and the other is I'm going to try to own it so hard and so heavy that I am literally going for perfectness. And I'm telling you, neither of those get it done. We're making it all about ourselves on both ends. One of them, we couldn't care less. We're just going to drink deep. The other of them, I somehow have to keep it, maintain it, and not lose it along a journey to the end. And God is like, that's not where it's at. Right? Philippians 1, really clear that he is going to continue that good work in you until the day of his return. Know this. He's continuing the work in you. The goal is not perfectness. The goal is not perfection. The goal is purpose along the way. And if you're saying, I'm not trying to be perfect, then what am I trying to be? Get this, you are his child. And he's walking you along a path. You are his adopted son. And he's bringing glory one moment at a time as he goes, watch this now. This used to be the habit of this one. Not tomorrow. That's going to begin to fade. You watch. And then you get a course of a year out or two years out. And all of a sudden, what used to be so normal is done because God is doing a work. And all of God's people said, hear me, man. I'm just going to say it this simple. It's not about perfection, but it is about purpose. And make sure you understand your purpose along the way. Your purpose. Ready? We're going to put it in two words. Your purpose. It's progress, not perfection. It's progress, not perfection. It's God beginning to do something in you that stuns you. You used to be so given to that sin, but not anymore. It seems to be fading. Praise God. Progress. One degree at a time. Man, our walk is to stay inside the gutter rails. You getting it? It's a bowling alley, and our walk is to stay inside the gutters. It's not just living for me all all into sin, and it's not just trying to maintain absolute perfection. May Jesus Christ get all the glory. Man, I'm telling you, our role is to be living with purpose. Uh, Over the course of years, less Sin, not no sin. God doing a change in me one degree at a time.
man, I'm telling you, you will not enjoy life with Christ. You will not. Everybody say not. You will not enjoy life with Christ if you try to just live for self. I just want the feel-goods. You are not going to enjoy life with Christ. And on the other side, you are not going to enjoy life with Christ if you try to strain it and hold it and crimp it to make it absolutely perfect right now. That's not the hope. Our hope is moment by moment, step by step, God doing a work in you where you can literally say, God, I can see it. I see what you're doing. I'm beginning to give this up. I'm feeling that you're moving here, Lord. I'm struggling with this, but I'm handing it to you. I'm ready to see you do an amazing work. Lord, this sin that I so struggle with, Lord, I'm longing for you to take it away. Please hear me. God says, ready? I know exactly what you're struggling with. And I love you. And you are safe and I know exactly what's needed. Hang on. One degree at a time, we're walking through this. And you are going to experience victory like you would not believe. And it's not because of you. Right? Ephesians 2. Otherwise, we would boast. We get to heaven. Why are you here? You should have seen how hard I tried. Right? Not that. God's got it in hand. And all of God's people said, are you ready to taste of a richer life? Are you ready to experience a newness that rocks your world? Are you ready to say, I don't have this down, but my God does. I'm ready to look this in the eye and say, God, this needs to change. I'm not toying with this sin and I'm not good with it but I can't change it by myself, God, and I'm giving it to you. Whatever you say, whatever you do. Man, let sin in the rearview mirror just be in the rearview mirror. May God get all the glory. Every time we look in the rearview mirror and we begin to bring up where we were, we're literally turning the car around and driving back to it. It's time for us to say, God, you've got this. Lord, I'm willing to see change and I'm ready to see change. Man, dealing with sin in our life is such a mess. It is so confusing, isn't it? Come on, let's be real. It is so confusing when we're like, I believe in the Savior who is perfect and he's healed me and changed me. Next day. And now I want to be all about me again. What am I doing? Why did I live this way? Romans 7, Paul says, Oh, wretched man that I am. You ever feel that way? You ever have one of those days? Oh, wretched man that I am. What in the world am I thinking about? Why did I go this way? In the end, he says, thanks be to God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our hope is in him. He is changing me little bit at a time. I'm headed for a trajectory that one day when he returns, absolute perfection. And if we pass away before he comes, perfection then. Praise be to God. Life in him. Hope in him. Sin slowly fading away. Everybody say slowly fading. Just embrace it. 
as we begin to see progress one day at a time, one moment at a time, and God getting all the glory. May we be conformed to his image and make it all about him. He says here, for if we have been united with him in a death like his, right, literally, because he is allowing you to trust in him, you are being able to embrace the victory that comes from Christ on the cross. You are literally partnering with him on the cross in that moment. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Don't miss it. We will absolutely experience life in him if you are saved and if you trust him. Sometimes we make that journey a little rougher as we drive for one of the gutters. Lord, I'm looking for you and I'm looking for change in my life and I long for you to do a work in me. If we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Praise be to God. And I'm telling you, when it comes to Easter Sunday, we launch into celebration because he is risen. And that is so appropriate. But get this. The appropriate battle cry to Easter Sunday is we are risen too. That we literally get to say, he is risen! And I am risen too! And it's not because of me. It's because of you and your work. He is risen, and I am risen too. Man, we get to taste of life with him. Down with waking up in the morning going, what's wrong with me? Down with waking up in the morning and saying, man, this sin has me. There's no way out. Forget that noise. The prison doors are locked for one reason. Because we say there's no hope. But there is is hope and his name is in Jesus Christ and all of God's people said amen man hear me each and every one of us wakes up every single day and wrestles with those broken parts of ourself and each and every one of us can begin to experience victory a little bit more today and a little bit more tomorrow and a little bit more next year until we get to heaven and it's all gone. Dude, I can't even imagine what that's gonna be like. When the next thought through your head is not somehow related to, yeah, but what about me? It's completely gone. It's just, yeah, but what does Christ want and what glorifies him and it's absolute purity of thought. Every single moment for the rest of eternity, utter perfection. Hear me, let's not take the cross and bring it down into today and demand perfection right now and say it must not be working. Hear me, it's working. And in eternity, we are going to be celebrating that perfection with all we've got. Right now, we celebrate progress, not perfection. Progress now is cross at work. Perfection then is cross at work. May Jesus Christ get the glory. And this is a huge deal. It can be theologically simple, it can be theologically deep, and it all depends how much you're wrestling with the sin in the moment in your life. Go after this with all you've got.
He says, for if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him. Did you know that? The moment you're saved, your old self is crucified with him. Your old self is crucified. This is literally like dethroned. No more power, no more authority. Only what you give it. It says a few verses later, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies. Dethroned, taken down from its kingdom rule. And uh, your older self crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. I am free from sin. You're like, I don't feel that. I wake up and I feel I am really stuck in sin. Progress one degree at a time. Remember progress. As God is releasing us by teaching our hearts to long for him and be transformed. And as we're being transformed, we learn to let go of whatever we were holding on to and it begins to free us to the next level of victory. May God get all the glory. And may we go after it with him. We are no longer slaves to sin. For the one who has died has been set free from sin. If you have trusted Jesus Christ, you are free. That means literally when we're struggling with sin, we are letting it have its way with us. And God's got an answer to that. And for each of us, it can be a little different about how we're going after it. But I am free. I long to see this in my rearview mirror. I am free from sin. It's literally God walked over and he unlocked the prison door and he opened it up. You may choose to sit in that little prison cell or you may choose to take the bold step out. The prison door is unlocked and he's calling you forward to worshiping him. One step at a time. One painful, sinful, why do I keep doing that struggle at a time. Each moment saying, that's going to be done, God. I know you know what's going on and I barely get what's going on. Help me see what I need to see. I long to step out of this cell. I am free. Lord, help me live it free. I am ready to see victory over this sin. I am ready to experience new life. I am your child, adopted and saved. Lord, I long for you to do a work in my life. Man, we got to declare what is true and we got to start living what is real if we long to experience newness of life. It says, now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also shall live with him. All right. Everybody take a deep breath, like a real physical deep breath. This is some of the weightiest, heaviest information that we could ever process because it comes down to this. Do I believe that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead? Like right where you're at, just really answering these questions. Do I believe he is risen from the dead? 
And my, you don't have to answer out loud. That's cool. <laughs> Do I confess you're in charge, God? You're in charge. And if that's where you are, that is saved. You are freed. You are no longer enslaved to sin. You are on a progress that is headed for eternity, perfect with your God. Perfection is not the goal here. Progress is the goal. He is going to be making adjustments with you along the way. You are not alone. You are his child. He loves you with all he's got. Are you willing to live with him? It is time to recognize that prison cell is open. I'm stepping out. I am done with that sin that so easily entangles. Lord God, help me on that journey. I am ready to experience victory, Lord, and I don't even know what it takes next. I'm coming to you. I'm leaning on you. May I see progress in my life for your name and your glory. And all of God's people said, that's purpose. We are not waking up to live it in the gutters. We are waking up to see what God has for us today as he slowly changes us one degree at a time. One degree at a time. Everybody say one degree at a time. Are you in? Are you in on tasting and experiencing a newness of life that will rock your world as you begin to see victory? Victory that happens in the little moments, victory that happens in the big moments as you start to say, God, I'm giving you this sin, are you in? Are you ready to stop toying around with sin and leaving it in your life and saying, I'm just gonna let it be there, oh well. Time for that to be done, are you in? Are you ready to recognize you are not a prisoner and your God loves you with all he's got? You are his. You are free. You are on a journey and your God is doing a change in you one moment at a time. Lord God, I long for this to be over. Are you in? That is walking in newness of life. I'm ready for this sin to be done, God, and I'm ready for you to be glorified. What does it take? All right. Let's bring it to him now. 